Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Last week, we discovered that wherever Jesus went, he preached that the kingdom of God had come on earth in himself. Jesus did not preach a set of rules or laws. Instead, he preached the good news of the truth about God and his kingdom. His eternal kingdom of healing and deliverance, equality and justice, honour and respect, freedom and empowerment, peace and harmony, love and life. Through every disciple of Jesus, the gospel continues to be preached to the ends of the earth until all who will come to him have come. Then Jesus will return in all his glory. Evil will be eliminated, and every disciple of Jesus throughout the ages will receive their perfect resurrected bodies, bodies that never get sick, never wear out, and never die. As we journey through life in our relationship with Jesus, We live in the reality of the kingdom of God on earth in this world damaged by evil. That is our time now inheritance. So let us continue with our series, What Did Jesus Do? Luke chapter 6 verses 17 to 19 And he came down with them and stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of all their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him, and he healed them all. In Jesus, God came down from heaven, the highest position of majesty and honour, down to our most lowly position of brokenness, fear, sickness and pain. He came down to be here with us on earth, in this world damaged by evil, to bring healing to us. What did Jesus do? He healed. Today's text tells us that Jesus healed them all. This word that has been translated as healed in this context is the main action of the text. It is to cure, make whole, and to be free from all offences, to bring about one's salvation. Jesus heals and brings about salvation. It is for this very reason that he came. Healing is the heart of God and central to Jesus' mission. When Jesus declared his mission statement in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he said that he is sent to heal the brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the captives. 
he used the word for healing that has its origins in salvation and freedom. As he was quoting Isaiah 61 in Luke 4, Jesus brought a deeper meaning to the text with the words he used and the context of which he spoke. The origin for the word used in Isaiah's scripture for heal, as in heal the brokenhearted, means to bind up, bandage, or wrap up. In Jesus' mission statement, his declaration, he used the origin of the word heal, that is to cure, make whole, and be free from all offences to bring about one's salvation. In Jesus, there is complete healing and freedom, not just care and compassion. Both Isaiah 61 and Jesus quoting Isaiah 61 in Luke 4 link the brokenhearted to salvation and healing. Brokenhearted in both texts means break into pieces, broken or crushed, hurt both emotionally and mentally, destroy, oppress, completely shatter. It encompasses both emotions and will, that is, feelings and thoughts and desires and purpose. God cares about every aspect of us, our emotions, our thoughts, our bodies and our spirit. His salvation is to make us completely whole, emotionally, mentally, physically and, yes, spiritually. To be free of all offences ever said, thought or done against God, another and self for all eternity. That includes the past, the present, and future offences and all their consequences. Save from death, evil, and the destructive forces of self. So when Jesus walked the earth as a man, the multitudes sought to touch him, to feel the healing power that flowed from his body. There were times recorded in the Gospels when Jesus healed through physical touch. As with one touch from Jesus, everything changes. Yet there were also times when Jesus didn't even visit the person who was sick, and he healed them through his spoken word. At his word, healing and new life is created. What did Jesus do? He healed. For that was why he was sent. Let us go to another passage of scripture that links Jesus' healing to fulfilment of prophecy about the heart of God and his healing mission. Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 to 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, 
he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. In this instance, the word used for healed all who were sick means initially to menially serve, to do service, to relieve of disease, to cure completely. So from God's eyes, healing is an act of service. God is serving us and revealing his glory and his heart to bring to us healing and salvation. In the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus' healing is the fulfilment of the suffering servant prophecy in Isaiah 53, verse 4. And I quote, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. In Matthew, it is stated that he took our infirmities. Infirmities means feebleness of mind and body, corrupt, selfish desires, and the consequences of those destructive desires and the trials of living in this world damaged by evil. This is all-encompassing and includes the complete removal of them all. Jesus took them all away in his coming down to us in human form, sacrificing his life on the cross for us, and defeating death, evil, and the destructive forces of self. He died, rose, and ascended on high, and gives us everything of himself to us. He shares his victory, his glory, his character, his identity, his inheritance, and his eternal kingdom. In Isaiah 53, the text states that the suffering servant bore our sicknesses. Bore is carry off, take up with hands, and removal of moral sickness. The Old Testament prophecy refers to this as our iniquities, grief and sorrows, which in Matthew is summarised as sickness. In Jesus' sacrifice, evidenced in his nail-pierced hands, he paid the cost for our guilt and shame, sorrows and grief, trouble and pain, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. For a deeper revelation of Jesus' sacrifice and the suffering that he went through to set us free, please listen to our podcast. Surely his suffering is more than enough. When Jesus took on human form, he was anointed by the Spirit of God to preach and heal. As our text from the Gospel of Luke stated, power went out from him. Jesus carried the power of God and lived in the reality of a continual supply from God the Father.
It was power for a specific purpose, to preach the gospel truth, reveal the heart of God the Father, and bring healing and freedom to humanity. Luke records throughout the book of Acts the Apostles' testimony of how Jesus was anointed with the power of God to serve, that is, bring healing and salvation. His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. The power that Jesus lived in and demonstrated is the same dynamic power that raised him from the dead. His resurrection, healing, victorious, explosive power from God the Father through Jesus the Son, is available to us. It is the same power that Jesus told his disciples to wait for just before he ascended into heaven. This is recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. God's power always has a purpose, and he never uses it for self. His demonstration of power is always to bring healing and salvation, to help us believe and receive. Jesus continues his healing and salvation mission through his disciples. When Jesus walked the earth as a man, he clearly stated the purpose of his anointing of the Spirit. Just before he ascended into heaven, the Word who wrapped himself in human flesh declared what would take place. To his disciples who testified of his resurrection, he said, You shall receive power to be my witnesses throughout the world. They carried his presence, his spirit, his name, his kingdom, his power, and his glory. Jesus gives all of himself to every disciple throughout the ages. He shares all of himself with us. And God's power is a dynamic power from God the Father through Jesus the Son that is upon us and around us and has made his home within us. His power is not some Christian magic or something that can be controlled, manipulated, earned or taken credit for. It is God himself bringing his truth, healing and salvation to a lost and dying world through each and every disciple of Jesus. It is a reflection of the Father's heart, his love and his longing towards every person. His desire is that no one should perish and for all to be healed and set free. God's heart and mission has not changed since the beginning of time. He will continue to pursue each one in love, truth and power. For he so desires all to be healed and set free. Today, as disciples of Jesus, we have his power, authority 
and relationship with him to testify of him. We carry his spirit, his identity, his name. We carry everything that is associated with Jesus and his mission of healing and salvation. The power we have been given comes from the Father's heart through Jesus the Son. It is for us to testify of Jesus with the purpose of bringing his healing and salvation to a lost and dying world. Everything is to point to Jesus, for there is no other way to salvation and eternal healing. Like the Apostle Paul prayed and declared over every disciple of Jesus centuries ago, may we, that is every disciple of Jesus, live in the reality of his mighty, dynamic resurrection power. Let us listen to the heart of God through the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus demonstrated the kingdom of God had come on earth in himself. He brings healing, spiritually, mentally, emotionally and physically. In Jesus we have salvation from the feebleness of mind and body and the corruption of selfish desires. We have freedom and deliverance from the consequences of those destructive desires and the trials of living in this world damaged by evil for all eternity. We live in the reality of some of them now and we live in the reality of the future hope of the fulfilment of it all. It was for this reason that Jesus was sent. So what did Jesus do? He healed. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.